1: Thank you guys so much for listening to Spitting Silver and Black. My name is Anaya Collins, aka Anaya on fire, and I'm here with my man
2: Kaylin Soquel at Mini Underscore How to on Twitter.
1: And we have today we have the privilege of speaking In honor. with. In honor of speaking to Leo Gray, who was responsible for raising over $20 million for health and education and economic developmental programs, along with being
2: a a UNLV alumni. And Raiders alumni.
1: And Raiders alumni.
2: And he also excelled in track at UNLV. Yep.
1: And also played football in Canada. I mean, the list goes on. And you're a speed trainer. And he's a Super Bowl champion. Yeah, so let's give it up for Leo Gray. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We appreciate it for taking out your precious time, which we know is precious, to talking to Anaya and Minnie Minnie Kyle. Kyle. Minnie Kyle, that's his Twitter name. Go ahead and follow him.
0: Thanks for having me. My
2: pleasure.
1: So, you are born in L.A.
0: Yeah.
1: So, you did the L.A to Vegas thing way before the Raiders did.
0: Before it was fashionable.
1: Before it was fashionable. You set the trend here.
0: I did. They followed me.
1: So how do you feel about them following suit?
0: Um, I think it's a smart move. Um, It was something that Al Davis had in his head way back when. Mm. In fact, uh, it's my understanding that I think in 2011, he got the name incorporated and he got a patent. On oh, Las Vegas smart. Raiders. Smart. So way before what we're seeing now mm-hmm. developed, it was in the uh, embryonic stages in his head. I mean, he was always a visionary, and his son Mark is the same way. So mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things. So the fact that they're coming here, we knew it was going to happen. We didn't know when, but um, anyone that's part of the uh, Raider family, it, it doesn't surprise us when new things are talked about and, you know, the Raiders are in the forefront of it. Because that's just the way it's always been. We have a Super Bowl because Al was creative enough to merge the AFL and the NFL together. Mm-hmm. So he's always been a pioneer when it comes to things that are new, things that were never talked about, never mm-hmm. thought about. You know, when you mentioned gambling and whatever, NFL coaches and NFL uh, owners were like, "Oh, that would never happen. It'll never happen." Well, it's happening now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so it's an exciting time
2: and, right now. And then with. Um, the you having played at in Las Vegas at UNLV mm-hmm. and with the Raiders moving to Las Vegas and as well as you playing for the Raiders how mm-hmm. do you think the fans will come together here and like do you think there is such a thing as a necessarily a football city
0: oh definitely uh, f-
2: um, pro sports I mean we see it with the Las
0: Vegas Knights uh, nobody saw that coming we, we sure didn't see them going to the Stanley Cup the first year. No. Nah. But if you watch the way the fan base got behind the team, mm-hmm. you're going to see the same thing with the Raiders. I mean, you already see it with the, the purchase of uh the season tickets and the luxury boxes i mean Mm -hmm. they're just buying them left and right Mm -hmm. i mean it's it's big you see people riding around with the plates on the car the little banners the hats and the gear and the Mm -hmm. memorabilia i mean it's it's real i mean it's it's, i mean people were going to san diego they were going to california different parts of california to see pro ball Mm -hmm. now they have it right here So you have a different base. And then you're going to have the base in Oakland. A lot of people, we're going to lose some, but you're going to have a lot of people, they're going to go back and forth because, you know, it just goes back. Uh, The Raiders is not just any uh, professional football club. It's Mm -hmm. it's a whole mystique. It's an attitude. It's a brand. It's one of the, you know, the greatest brands ever, you know, created.
1: A major Um, staple uh, in the NFL.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's, you know, we're excited about it. I mean, we're doing things in the community. We go out at least a couple of times a week and do different things with Mm -hmm. uh, different uh, nonprofit groups, different agencies that are providing change in the community. So they have a presence. You know, a lot of places you'll get a new team that will come in, and they're kind of quiet at first, and then they'll do something, you know, on a small scale here and there. But the Raiders came in, and it's a serious impact on what they're doing. So it's no.
1: safe to say that you are still um, in cooperation and affiliated mm-hmm. with the Raiders, still so even after being. Oh a, yeah,
0: an we're all members of the alumni, mm-hmm. and it's probably six of us that live here. Um, it's probably more than that, but mm-hmm. it's probably six that uh, go out uh, a lot and do different things with human care service organizations. I mean, I went and uh, presented a check to Safe Ness, a program mm-hmm. for domestic violence. Yes. Tomorrow, I mentioned, I go out and uh, read to some kids at Robert Taylor Elementary mm-hmm. School. So we're always doing something. So, you know, once like, – I mean, they're all saying uh, – is once a Raider, always a Raider, mm-hmm. and they always draw on the retired players as well as the active players to be active in various communities. So, you know, they have, if I'm not mistaken, probably maybe 50, 60 employees here, mm-hmm. you know, getting everything in order, get putting everything in place. Shout for that out big to day. all those yeah.
1: employees and Raider yeah. ambassadors. Have, oh, you, yeah. have you gotten the chance to go to a junior training camp? At any of the elementary schools? No,
0: I haven't. We did, um, I don't know if that was a junior training camp. I mean, it might have been. We had dummies, and they had footballs out there, and they were doing drills. Uh, I can't run like back in the day, so I stayed off to the side (laughs) talking to all the administrators. So I guess I've been to one. You have. It's
1: it's pretty fun to see how um, Mm. you guys come up, show up, pop up at these kids' schools, and they don't even know. They don't get a warning. No, they don't know. And no. who,
2: are, who are the former Raiders, other Raiders alumni that live here? Is um, that Marlon Greenwood one? You have,
0: um, I think
2: Greenwood, uh, was he Miami? I think he's over
0: the oh, yeah. uh, NFL alumni. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think he, Greenwood, might be Miami and somewhere yeah. else. I'm not sure. But uh, Roy Hart, you have uh, Reggie Kinlaw. Reggie was on two Super Bowl teams. Uh, played at Oklahoma. You have Frank Hawkins. Uh, he was on the 83 Super Bowl team. You have uh, Napoleon McCallum. Um, um, who else? Uh, it might be more than six missing somebody Chris McLemore you have guys are coming back I have uh, about five or six buddies that are moving out here that Mm -hmm. you know played played with me and so it's only a matter of time as it gets close to 2020 you have more living here guys that put you know money down on a lot in different areas Mm -hmm. where they have new developments
2: so it's Mm -hmm. it's going to be okay you know it's going to be great and with them being in Henderson their training facility and, like, the Golden Knights being in Summerlin, uh, where do you see, like, the uh, the dispersity, uh, per se, of where the players are going to be living? Are they? Do you envision them living more towards uh, um, the Um I think they will be – you'll have a lot in Henderson. You'll have a
0: lot in uh, Summerlin. You'll have them in different places because y- there are a few that have put uh, some down payments on property in Summerlin um you have some that put uh down payments and on the other side so you know, a lot will probably want to be closer to Henderson, but you'll have those because Vegas, unlike um, if we were in Los Angeles or whatever, and you're on the freeway for three hours to drive 20 miles. I mean, we we could get everywhere. I mean, we we have access to getting somewhere. You know, I jump on the freeway. I live in Summerlin.
1: Mm-hmm. I get on
0: the freeway. I get uh, down here. Or I get to Henderson tomorrow. I'll go. I'll get there in 30 minutes. So it's and it's totally different.
1: Can, yeah. So what is your take on? The, they're calling it the neon project of um, all of the construction, all of the freeways, paving the roads, getting ready mm. for the Raiders. How has that impacted your life so this far in this last two years of this um,
0: The freeways, um, it really hasn't affected me because in Summerlin, I have access to the two fifteen. The 215 hasn't Rapper had a lot of work, oh, yeah. Yeah, so I jump on there and I get right to where I need to go. And you know, again, I was out here when, when I had what? You might as well have had horses and uh, <laughs> and uh, stage coaches when I was here. So it's you know everything is new pretty mm-hmm. much and. You know, it's, it's I mean, I, I just know all the shortcuts, know what streets back to take street, okay. and what streets not to take and, yeah. and go from there. And uh, you
1: know that since Dean Martin is right there, like the that's backdrop, the sh- that's the, back that's the backdrop, yeah. that's not going to be that anymore.
0: It's not what are they going to they're going to shut it down
1: It on Sunday mm. in 2020. Yeah. Dean it, Martin is not going to be it's okay great, because, because of the Raiders. Bridge. Yes. OK, it's right. not going to be OK.
0: Well, the, it'll be different, but it'll be exciting.
1: Definitely, because yeah, be, maybe traffic. If won't you've be never, definitely.
0: if you've, uh, uh, have you ever been to a tailgating party or anything yeah. like mm-hmm. that? Yeah. You haven't been to one until you've been to a Raider tailgating mm-hmm. party. Oh, well, 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 what the Raiders uh, you will know. The Raiders do everything at another level.
1: Spectacular. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. You have a good time. You have people that don't even get in the stadium because they're having so much fun in the parking lot Ooh. before the game so they're watching the, they're <laughs> watching their season ticket holders watching the game in I the parking right. lot on a television so it's yeah it's i mean again you, you get you have something that the city has not had,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you know the branding and everything else is just putting everything in a position where people are it's a build-up to the exciting Mm, 2020 it's you know it's the excitement of it so it's it's like you Mm -hmm. know you're going to a concert and Mm -hmm. a big concert one of your favorite artists and Mm -hmm. you see the build-up on the commercials all week you hear the stuff on the radio so Mm -hmm. you're so revved up by the time it comes that day I mean it's just and that's what this is everything is being revved up but Mm -hmm. the difference between that And, you know, what I mentioned earlier is now you have a season, a point, and then, you know, all this other stuff that's going on. You got Mm -hmm. uh, draft picks. The draft is coming up. They're going to have, if I'm not, yeah, I think the next draft, 2020, is going to be at.
1: Yeah,
0: it uh, is. Caesars Palace. Is Is it Caesars or is it at. uh,
1: I believe it's at Caesars. Bellagio. I you, might right. say you might be right. You might be right. Caesar's purchased the rights uh, to gamble. The first. Oh, They, they really? purchased yeah. DraftKings too. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, well they, they the,
2: came to agreement today, actually. Really? Yeah. DraftKings. Yeah. yeah, I think it was like a thirty million dollar deal or something like that. That's an mm.
1: SB Nation exclusive, <laughs> isn't it? <Yeah>. And so, <laughs> wow, wow and
0: how nice. It's great to be important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And then.
2: Um, That's
0: a phone. I thought it was a camera.
1: <laughs> it can be. So it's a thirty-five millimeter.
2: You just got the diva thing going, okay. I right. like your son.
0: Okay. Could you, yeah,
2: s- could you see this happening in, uh, when you played at UNLV?
0: No, not at all. I mean, because we were always told when I came here, I came here uh, in the 70s. So back then, you know, gambling and everything else, you couldn't, I mean, you get put out of town. I mean, it was supposed to be separate. Even though we could go and eat, and as a, a scholarship athlete, there were certain places where you could go and eat. And, um, you had different people that supported the team that, uh, would mm-hmm. do different things, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, as far as the gambling part of it and all of that, you, you wouldn't think about uh pro team being here because you always heard you can't do that because betting mm-hmm. is betting. illegal yeah. for pro glad. sports, yeah. so you always heard that. But always holding it With time, it back. It's, it's different, so, yeah. you know, I think um, we'll have an NBA team in the next yeah. couple of years. Um, I think it's, uh, we'll have women's uh, pros, pro soccer. We gotta mm-hmm. have that. Oh, I'm yeah. a big advocate for that. That's my yeah. thing. Good, yeah. good. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, got it's, the it's a lot. Yeah. yeah, you got basketball, women's mm-hmm. pro basketball. So I mean, it's it's going to be at a whole different level. This is going to be the place, the place oh, yeah. to go.
2: Yeah, and you're here. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, and how did you thing.
1: enjoy campus life as a rebel in the '70s? And how do you like running track? For
0: it was nothing eight? like what you guys see. You guys uh, are very blessed. Uh, <laughs> I think the, the campus was probably. Twenty percent, 25 percent of what you see when I went here, I think there were only 7,000 students or 6,500. It was it was totally different. Um. A lot, I had a lot of friends that had gotten scholarships at the same time, so mm-hmm. it was a serious base from LA, from California, mm-hmm. where you knew people. So it was kind of it was Las Vegas, but it was kind of California. LA, Jerry yeah. Tarkanian recruited a lot. My my roommate was a basketball player. Mm-hmm. He was from Locke High School. His oh. school was like five minutes from my high school. Oh, wow. So it was, uh, it, it, I mean it was it was a great feeling. It was like a grown-up Disneyland. You know, we're here, <laughs> and you know we're we're supposed to be going to school. Mm-hmm. We know we're here to go to college, mm-hmm. and and play a sport, so yeah. it it was fun I mean you know you had people that um uh, uh really loved the rebels yeah. so mm-hmm. and at the time when I played it was a, a it was a lot different in that um we won i think we went what's nine and two twice okay. eight and three we won. And then you had guys and that it wasn't card. like this yeah. was the only place they could go. I mean, we had guys that were recruited by, at that time it was a Pack 8 oh,
2: So yeah. we're yeah. USC, yeah. that
0: conference. Yeah. So guys were recruited heavily by other schools, and oh, nice. they would come here at the recruiting trip, and you go and you go on the strip and you see all this stuff going on in yeah. a new uh, university. Oh, so yeah. it was it was a good option. It was a good option. But And then uh, Jerry Tarkanian, they were winning. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. they, that, it was on the map. Yeah. So it was, you know, they were up there with a UCLA. A yeah. USC so mm-hmm. this was the place to go right up the desert up the yeah. you go up the little 15 freeway and mm-hmm. you're in Vegas yeah. so it it was exciting and running track uh, I always ran track in high school so I came out here and you know at first I wasn't gonna run but then someone had mentioned that the track team was going to Hawaii so <laughs> I was out there the next day it didn't take long and then, you know that was my thing I had always ran so mm-hmm. it was you know it just everything fell in place for me so it was a
2: win-win. And, and yeah. with that, um, how like how has everything sort of impacted your life? Like, of course, with the changing city and everything, but w- with you having played for the Raiders and the Raiders coming here, how has that sort of affected, changed your life? Um, a lot. Um
0: again we're we, we like to call ourselves ambassadors We go out all all, all the time mm-hmm. uh the brand we're creating the brand and you know we're sharing information with people in different communities that might have not been familiarized with. You know everything that the Raiders represent. So that's exciting, going out talking and going to schools and being able to distribute a check for X amount of dollars to a nonprofit group. Mm-hmm. All of that is fun. Uh, it gives us a chance to, to, to go back, see old friends we haven't seen. Now one thing about the Raiders, um, they have an alumni weekend every July, mm-hmm. and about 80 to 90 of us hmm. retired uh, Raiders mm-hmm. go back. And we have the greatest time for three days. And everything is laid out first class. I mean, they just do an excellent job. They always make you feel welcome. Everything is just... Done at a level where you talk about it for weeks at a time afterwards, and you <laughs> see all the guys you haven't seen. You bring mm-hmm. up all the stories. Of course, when you look at us, we're all moving slower. We're all, we all got <laughs> the oh, little no, 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 we aren't. got the little limp. We got all this other stuff you know happening, but we're happy I, we and we laugh about it. <laughs> so, so it's it's a good 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 thing to see your old buddies, the guys you kind of you know went to battle with. Yeah,
1: I had a, a moment, a favorite Raider moment. The first episode, so we've probably this is our first time meeting. However, mm-hmm. we may have been in the same room before. So, did you go to the a Raiders alumni event at Top Golf?
0: I sure did. I went I was to working two, at two at of Topgolf. them. Were you?
1: Yes, I okay. was. I was serving you guys. Okay. At the time. it was yeah. a very yeah. great experience. Mm-hmm. And we like, had on white
0: shirts. That one. Yeah, that's right, the one we had on white. The, yeah, you guys with had the, the logo. Logo,
1: yeah. and you guys had pins. And well, you had
0: retired and active players at that one. Yeah, that was a yeah, retired it was and active a, one. Yeah, yeah I
1: was on the second and third, or mm-hmm. second, third, and fourth Sure floor. did. And I just had, it was like the greatest day at, at was work. Was it? You it didn't was,
0: speak to me. I
1: didn't speak. I didn't make my way around. <laughs> yeah, you didn't make your rounds. I definitely was you shaking didn't make your rounds. He, he you failed. didn't shake mine. I didn't shake yours. Yeah, you but but pulled that I diva thing. It. I <laughs> didn't <pulled laughs> do it now. You pulled that diva thing on me, okay. Yeah. yeah, but seeing how you guys put on a show. like It's almost like Showtime with the Lakers. Is with the Raiders. You guys definitely do things the extra mile. Upper yeah. echelon. Yeah. It was very classy. Uh, felt like a very loving and just. I can just see from everybody. Everybody really wanted mm-hmm. to be there. Everybody was connecting. Everybody was good vibe. Oh yeah. Good oh vibe. yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's like you pick up. It's like I was on the Super Bowl team in 1980, mm-hmm. and when you see guys from that team, it's like you saw them yesterday. They will really? walk up, hug you. It's like you go, everything is just right back in your face right away. It's, it's so weird. I mean, but it's, it's, you know, it's a great feeling because it's, it's a brotherhood it's, it's, that's hard to describe, you know, mm-hmm. when you see these guys and you go back and forth. Because I, I have other buddies that played on other teams, and um, the experience was not the same. Mm-hmm. As when we share our stories and they talk about theirs, and we, it's totally different. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then you have a guy that might have played like an Eric Dickerson. He played Ooh. with the Rams. He played wow. with the Colts. Mm-hmm. Spent, I think, just one year. Ronnie Lott spent one year with the Raiders, but mm-hmm. they'll talk about the Raider experience more than the other stuff. Mm-hmm. All of these guys, Jerry Rice, they came mm-hmm. and only played maybe one or two seasons with the Raiders. but it's the, again, it's the whole perception attitude, the mystique, uh, just the way that you're treated. Uh, it's totally different than some of the other teams out there. So it's you know it's definitely a family and uh, when they when they send that stuff out and talk about they get a date for the next uh, alumni weekend start the calendar. Oh guys are just it's, it's a no-brainer. You mm-hmm. know everybody's gonna sign up. And we yeah.
2: and I have my own personal experience. Were you over at the one in like the near the ridges golf club that NFL alumni uh golf tournament? No. Uh I was supposed to. Um I didn't
0: make it. That was what about a month ago? A month, M- yeah. month and a half ago? Yeah. yeah, the alumni Greenwood put it on and Yeah. a buddy of mine helped put it on JT oh, uh, nice. Jimmy Tucker. Yeah. I'm a member of the alumni and I'm a member of the players association. Yes. But um I stopped playing golf about three years ago. At one time, I had a club in my hand every day, 24-7. It was, I, uh, it was an addiction, <laughs> really bad. A good addiction. But my spine, mm-hmm. I started having problems with my lower spine, my oh. L4, L5, mm-hmm. then um, my C2 and 3 in the upper part of the neck. And so I couldn't swing a club oh. anymore. So I put mm-hmm. it on hold, and, you know, in the back of my head, at some point in time, I'll try it again. Yeah.
1: But, yeah. You know, I, I did didn't, uh, you
0: know, anything. Um, I supported it, but right. I, I couldn't make it. You're yeah. playing better golfer than me, anyways. Uh no, I, probably I, I, not. I've been
2: called Cinderella, yeah, because uh, with the <laughs> way I spin now, I hit, oh, you don't want to see me golf. Dude.
0: Well, it's tough. We used to say it's easier to play in the NFL than to play, you know, golf. I mean, it's it looks uh, like it. it's, it's a tough game. It's not to. just walking up, hitting a little ball, and it's uh, yeah, it's yeah. tough. It's like a to tough game. sports, but a lot goes into it. Oh yeah, yeah. But you know, most of the guys when they retire are in their last what five years, four years of play. They'll pick it up. And you know it's what great to travel. That? Well, it's it's you you still have that competitive edge, uh, you have that want competitive get hurt. yeah, and you don't want to get hurt. So <laughs> now you're just hitting the ball, you're lining up, and then traveling, and then you know wearing the nice little clothes, a little golf attire, and all that. Yeah, it's kind of cool. True. So you know we we get a chance to get out there and you, you compete with you know your buddies, and then they have the different tournaments, and you have the different celebrity games, and it's different stuff that goes along with it. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's one of those things that's fun for us.
2: I know you brought up earlier about memories and stuff, how they'll always talk about the Raiders. What is your favorite memory?
0: Um, I have a bunch of them. I mean, of course, the Super Bowl in 80. Uh, we were picked to take last place that year. Um, they never saw it coming. Al talked about it all the time. And uh, we ended up going 11-5. and five. Hmm. We went in as a wild-card team. San Diego won the division, and I think Houston was right. No, Houston was in the other conference. It was San Diego. Then we might have taken – San Diego took first. We were a wild-card team. But anyway, every playoff game we were favored to lose. And, you know, the first playoff game was against Houston, and we won that one. Then we played Cleveland in Cleveland, in the oh, cold, and we won that one. We were favored to lose. Then we were favored to lose the AFC Championship against San Diego, and we won that one. Yeah. And uh, went to the Super Bowl, where we were favored to lose the Super Bowl. Won and And uh, Philadelphia Eagles, we won that one. Oh, good. So, and then, you know, it, it just was Al the whole time was telling us, hey, we expect to win. You know, mm-hmm. we're not going here to take second. We expect to win. So everything was based on winning, and we never looked back, and When you talk about one of the greatest moments, that season, it was all kind of different things that had happened to -hmm. put you in a different, you know, mindset, just based on how the organization felt about a team. Mm -hmm. You know, we Mm -hmm. had people that would call us a bunch of misfits, Mm -hmm. this and that, (laughs) like we went to Green Bay for a game, and they were saying, lock up your women and children. The Raiders are coming to town. It was a joke, <laughs> the but they would say coming. stuff like that. you know. And, and, and a lot of people, like I talked to some people out here, and they'll bring up stuff. Yeah, you guys are coming out here. You guys got the crazy, crazy rowdy fans and blah, yeah, blah, blah, fans. blah. And I'm like, it's not what you think. A lot of the people in that black hole are professionals. Those mm-hmm. are doctors, lawyers, and all kind mm-hmm. of accountants, some mm-hmm. of everything. It's not, they've got the makeup on, and that's just the other the, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. thing they fan got going yeah. But, you know, that's part of being a fan So it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's funny It's not what you really think I mean, you got some other places around the country I don't need to mention any names but They got a, a gel in the bottom of the stadium <laughs> Because they got some real crazy uh, people yeah. out there So, you
2: know, the Raiders would be fine I know you mentioned uh, Al Davis earlier Have you seen anything change at all within the organization Or d- any type of different feeling with Mark Davis as the owner? Um, I think
0: Mark has taken the legacy and he's, you know, he's a cut from the cloth. I mean, he's he's just like dad. I mean, he's, you know, he has that uh, personality, that drive, that tenacity, just like dad. I mean, you know, he won't take no for an answer and he's all about the players. See, you have a lot of owners that are about the dollars. You know, Mark is about the players. Know it's players first, than everything else after that. So it's uh, I don't think it's a different game now than when I played. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's they have to deal with a lot of more internal political type things yes. that are different. Mm-hmm. But uh, he does a great a great job dealing with that. The fact he was able to close the deal and get that deal done here yeah. because mm-hmm. there were segments of uh, the community that. Yeah. You know, yeah. wanted to block it. Yeah, we yeah. don't need a team. We don't yeah. need this. We don't need. We need so it different. was certain things sure. he had to work around, and you could see Dad in him. You could see <laughs> it was the same. Like when, um, you know, Dad moved the team to LA. You know, had to sue they the won't. NFL, and uh, Pete Rozelle was going crazy. He yeah. was a commissioner at the time, and you know, you see a lot of it. And you know, Mark is real smooth. You know, yeah. great person, but like I said, these are players, owners
1: oh, that good. you
0: know that the players gravitate to the owners. That's it's really a lot good. different. Very yeah. Good. And you always have access to him. Some oh, some cool. owners, you might not never have access to him. You know, Mark will walk right up. You'll never see him coming. I was at the image store. He had just left out when I walked really? in. This was last at week. At Town Square? Oh, yeah. Wow. Town Square. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's really good. He's in there, good. you know, buying some stuff. So he's just, you know, and you, you don't have a whole store. entourage and all this oh, other stuff nice. walking around. Him, just doing his thing. That's, that's yeah. nice. Uh, like just yeah. a regular old regular person. person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Good. That's good That's good to hear. Yeah, that makes it a little more personable oh, yeah. rather than separating yourself from the whole crowd mm-hmm. because, yeah. you know, yeah. some people don't like that.
0: Yeah.
1: And can you describe the moment of how you felt when you were a free agent and you were acquired by the Raiders and when you played your um, first game?
0: Well, as a kid growing up, I, I had, um, we had what, sports? They still have it now, Sports Illustrated. Mm-hmm. And I had my bedroom wallpapered with all kind of pictures mm-hmm. from the magazine i'd take them out and tape them on the wall mom thought i was nuts and <laughs> most of those pictures were raider pictures and wow. silver and black so i would visualize myself wearing silver and black oh, nice. and uh you know I, I i used to do a lot of motivational seminars for kids youth and in uh workplaces as well and i would always talk about you know the importance of visualizing things, and then you do the verbal affirmation. You put yeah. it out there in the universe. And then if you have the right work ethic behind that, then those things will become real. So mm-hmm. I, I had felt that I put something out there, I had the work ethic behind it, and I created something that might have not been there, but you know I was able to open some doors in different areas.
1: So you spoke it of, into existence.
0: Exactly, and it became real. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And again, you got to have the work ethic. A lot of people talk a good game, but there's no work ethic behind it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know it's difficult to achieve it then, so.
1: And that's and what I'm doing right now is, um, I have, I, I, I know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Like it's not about what I want, it's about what I'm going to do in a matter of how and when it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And when I'm just so tired and I'm like, uh, like is this really worth it? It is, it is, and I just have to put even more work even when you don't feel like you're being rewarded right now. Oh, yeah. It's going to pay off in the future. Yeah,
0: and and don't let anybody take that passion from you. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll have those out there that will doubt, and I went through that in my family. I had, you know... um, People telling me I was wasting my time. Ooh. You know, you didn't start at UNLV your last year. What do you mean you're going to play? You're going to be able to go to an NFL team. Mm-hmm. NFL is the highest level. It's not going to happen. You're wasting your time. Even when I went to the airport, you know, my dad was like, um, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. You know, I could get oh, you wow. a job at the county of Los Angeles, you know, because I've been there for mm-hmm. 30 years. And I looked no, at him like and I, oh, wow. I said, I won't be back. I said, I won't be back till after the season. Hey. And, you know, you just you have that element out there where. You know, people will try to question the vision that you have, or the passion that you have. And you know, if you put that time and that effort in and do it, and you stay optimistic, and um, you stay strong, then you know you'll find a way to you know
2: to do it. And being a backup, your final year, how did that sort of like motivate or help help you get to where you wanted to be in the professional football leagues with the Raiders? Um, Well, I came from a community in Los Angeles,
0: uh, an area by uh, Van Ness Park, and we had a group of kids uh, that were hard as nails, tough. And we didn't have everything that everyone else had. It was South Central Los Angeles. It was tough. It was uh, right when the gang violence thing took off. So we would work out, be out there. and You had different elements of gangs walking through there oh, all the wow. time. You had to deal with that, and you had to deal with going to school. It was so different, so many different dynamics. But going back to the passion that we had to play, yeah. We ended up having something like nine kids out of that park that went to the NFL. Oh, wow. So all of us were thinking, young kids, oh, I'm going to wear this kind of uniform. I'm going to play there. And, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's, it, but we worked. Like, I mean, every day somebody came out with a workout harder than the one the day oh, before. Oh, wow. Our mm-hmm. whole thing was, let's see who could make somebody throw up. I mean, you know, <laughs> it, we were nuts. We were nuts. But we trained like that. And mm-hmm. so, but again, we would visualize and uh, we would see and talk about, you know, that next level. I mean, we actually, the conversations would jump past college. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking high school kids and, you know, we're in high school and we're talking about NFL. It's like we were skipping over college. Oh, yeah, just because we were already going to get yeah, there. I yeah, so it was happen. like, okay, when, I'm, when I get here, this is what I'm going to do. and I'm going to do that and I'm going to do this. And so it was, it was different. But, you know, we were very competitive and we went at it. We went at it every day. And it was seven days a week. I mean, with the kids that I train now, um, first thing I'll ask a parent when a parent talks to me is how many days a week does the kid train? Mm -hmm. If they say four or five, I know that's not the kid um, because it takes more than that. It might be yoga. It might be a stretching class. It might be something. But you you should do something daily Mm -hmm. to get you one step closer to achieving that goal. Because if you're passionate about it, there are no days off. Yeah. I used to tell them all the time. They come up to me talking about, oh, spring break is coming up. And we're going to go to Cancun and blah, 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 blah. Ooh. I said, okay, yeah. same time you're in Cancun,
1: I'll be in the gym. this
0: other person over here is no. working. And I said, when she sits down and she signs that letter of intent going to a top mm-hmm. college yeah. and you're scratching the surface trying to figure out what you're going to do, yeah. asking mm-hmm. me to call yeah. some coaches on the phone, mm-hmm. I don't want to go there. No. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to hear it. it. So it's, it's yeah, it's... It's different. And we had that drive growing up, you know, and and that Van Ness Park experience. Again, it's it's kids that will talk about that. I mean, we uh, had—we couldn't afford to play Pop Warner football. And so even Warren Moon. Warren Moon was playing in Ballin' Hills, and he's in the Hall of Fame. And we were in pretty much the same age group. And Warren, we used to call them the Little Rich Kids. They're up in Ballin' Hills. We're over here in South Central (laughs) Los Angeles at Van Ness Park. And uh, one day, one of the... uh, Kids that I grew up with, he's like a brother to me. Sidney Justin, and he played with the Rams and the Colts. You know, Sydney came up and he said, "Man, we're gonna get some equipment and uh, we're gonna play, create our own Pop Warner league. We're gonna create our own league." That's how crazy we were. You know, you're talking twelve, eleven-year-old kids, thirteen crazy years you old. Do it, yeah, how yeah, crazy yeah. But uh, we ended up going to different sporting goods and Ooh, uh, stores, nice. uh, Big Five, mm-hmm. and we would ask mm-hmm. them if they had some old equipment that they didn't want. We ended up getting, to make a long story short, we ended up getting enough equipment for about 12 kids. Oh, nice. And nothing matched. Yeah. We had all of this course. different color stuff yeah. on, yeah. and we were out there hitting each other, playing against oh, nice. each other. So, you know, somebody yeah, they came they up drive. with the idea, the let's go to Baldwin Hills and play against those guys. Uh-oh. We had no concept like of might. it being organized. This is an organized league We're going up here Just with our little league At Bannis Park And try to play these guys We ended up going up there Caught the bus up there uh, Two weekends Back back to back Uh, The first weekend They didn't let us play so one of the coaches saw us, and he said, okay, these kids are this uh, aggressive. I mean, they're, they're they, they have this yeah. passion to, to want to play this game, and they don't even have a league. We'll let them play. So nice. they let us scrimmage against their team, nice. and we beat them. Oh, and then wow. the word got out. We ended up scrimmaging all these other teams. So we created our own Pop Warner League you know, on our own based on not having the resources and everything else to do it. But that's how creative the mind was. And mm-hmm. if you look at little kids now, Kids are so creative, I, and I, I tell parents this all the time. They're creative until we mess with them and start putting all kind of stuff in their heads and throw right. them off. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, I remember one year, my, my son, he was, I forgot how old, he was a little toddler. But uh, he walked up, and it was Halloween, and he was laughing, Dad, Dad, I want, a, I want a ghost, I want a ghost. So I'm looking at him, what are you talking about, Amir? Mm-hmm. He said, I want a ghost, I want to make a ghost. I said, what do you mean you want to make a ghost? I want to make a ghost, I want to make a ghost. <laughs> so I go in the living room, he's in his bedroom. So about maybe 30 minutes later, he said, Dad, Dad, I go in his bedroom. He had taken a remote control car, oh, wow. took a sheet, tied the sheet around the remote-controlled car, had it flat on the ground, drew two eyes on it like that was the head, and then wow. he flared the sheet out on the bottom. Like a ghost, uh-huh. and then he had the remote really in his lap, it. and he had it going around the floor. The floor, and he said, wow. "Look, Dad, it's a ghost. It's a ghost." Uh-huh. And so, but that's kids. Our kids are very creative, and that's how we were growing up. We mm-hmm. knew that we couldn't afford to play, you know, Pop Warner football. And if mm-hmm. I went to my mom and said it's going to cost one hundred and fifty dollars to play yeah, football, knew she, yeah, she was going to yeah. say, "You better get out of here." <laughs> so yeah. we, you could find a way when there's no way yeah. if yeah. you're passionate about it and you have the work ethic. See so. in the Did inverse situation
1: like that. Like sorry, in the in inverse situations like that, that mm-hmm. really will show you how to overcome and find mm-hmm. the other angle out. And like oh, yeah. what you guys you guys created a whole league. Oh, yes. What, yes. how old were you guys?
2: We might have
0: been twelve I think the age groups were like from twelve to fourteen, fifteen. We were right on that borderline going into the going ninth into grade of high grade. school. Okay. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, that middle school transition, mm-hmm. going that's right crazy. there, young minds, yeah. brilliant.
0: But but that prepared us for everything after that. Everything after that was easy. When, yeah. when somebody would walk up talking about the stuff they were dealing with in life, we're looking at them like, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's routine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is what yeah. we did. Yeah. And then what you know you you're, you're talking about going through gang infested communities and all this other stuff to do these things. So it was always a challenge to get to. You know, mm-hmm. a place. Mm-hmm. You know, when you were a kid growing up, and you didn't you didn't have a car or anything, so yeah. it was and the thing different. About so walking
1: and, and mm-hmm. just going through. The oh, neighborhood,
0: that's how the I got fast. I tell people I <laughs> had to run through one neighborhood, a Crip neighborhood, and then run through a Blood neighborhood, oh, and wow. then I get yeah. to the corner, get in my stance, look right, look left, hit it. And you hit oh, it. it. So yeah, it. you better get faster. <laughs> yeah. And,
2: and how many of those people do you still stay in contact with?
0: Uh, most of them. Oh good. Yeah, most of that's good. Really good, good.
2: That, that's good. Yeah, we talked about it. You guys, you guys stay together. Oh yeah. That's good. Yeah. They thick good. and thin, yeah. For, for uh, our life. That's really good. Yeah,
0: I mean athletics, um, sports, uh, football. I think football, like I, t- I have a lot of friends who play basketball. I don't think they're uh, alumni is as tight or closely knit oh, no. and I could just be, you know, yeah. I'm biased because I play football, yeah. mm-hmm. but it, it seems like we're closer a to a brotherhood yeah. than, yeah. than some of them.
1: And I could yeah. definitely see that. And, it, and it's something that I can't explain also because I'm not in the league, uh-huh. but just on the outsides, like yeah. I can definitely see the distance yeah. and the more unity in, in football. Yeah.
2: And you keep bringing up that you train players mm-hmm. nowadays. Um, could you go into, like, life after football and what you're doing sort of now?
1: Mm-hmm. Leo Gray I teach, speed training. Yeah,
0: I teach
2: yeah. speed and explosiveness. I teach yeah. kids how to run faster.
0: Um, I developed, uh, well, years ago, because I was running all the time, running through these neighborhoods, yeah. then I ran track as a result of running through neighborhoods. Um, I had different trainers all over that were always adding new stuff to helping you, you know, get better. So I just took a formula and created a whole speed program based on certain body dynamics, certain things that you have to do as it relates to putting the body in a position to run as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. And uh, it pretty much took off. I did it in L.A. for a while, and then when I moved back here about 18 years ago, Mm -hmm. I started doing it out here. And uh, there weren't too many people teaching speed that way. Mm out here. So it's been something, um it's a gift. I was blessed. Uh again I had to take a lot of things, throw it out, to get to where I am now, but it's fun and we've had a great success rate. I mean I've always averaged pretty much a tenth of a second or more mm-hmm. to, you know, knock the time in terms of getting kids faster. so Something. And I
2: bet you have stayed in shape through it as well. Um, yeah,
0: fun. yeah. I, I mean, I was doing Navy SEAL workouts up until uh, wow. a year ago. Whoa. I mean, with a lot of Navy people... Navy
1: SEALs? Like, well, I had a
0: kid that was getting ready to be. Oh, He was going to wow. test for the Navy SEALs. Wow. Wow. So I was working out with him, doing the workouts with him. And I was in my 50s at the time. I'm 62 now. And that, uh, it was a little more strenuous than I needed at the time, but that's just where my mind was. Mm -hmm. All my buddies thought I was nuts. So Mm -hmm. I was always training, but uh, I had open-heart surgery about a year ago, a year from January, Mm -hmm. and uh, that was as a result of, uh, you know, two I blew out two heart valves, Mm -hmm. and uh, I had walking pneumonia and didn't know it. If I wasn't Mm -hmm. in shape, I wouldn't be here. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, all that hard working out, hard training, sometimes it could put you in a mindset where you don't listen to your body. Because right. you're so used And then being a former football player You're so used to being hard and driven
1: and good. this is Oh, and that. just an ache Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so, and yeah, this is egg. nothing, this is nothing. It took me
0: to fall out And get rushed to emergency to wake up And, you know, now I do Listening. things a lot different yeah. Than before So, you know, I listen to the body now
1: And so, something yeah. that I found very interesting on the website I never, and I ran track I ran track in high school And I didn't really understand this until now You said that well, your website reads that most athletes never reach their full ESP because they fail to connect the right side of their body to the left side of their body. Mm-hmm. How do you, and I mean, you obviously can't show us right now, how do you go around training somebody to get in sync with their body? It's,
0: it's a rhythm. It's a rhythm. just like dancing. It's a certain. It's like your right arm controls what your left leg does. Mm-hmm. Your left arm controls what your right leg does. So when you're running, if you look at a Hussein boat, when Mm -hmm. his right arm comes up, the left leg is in sync with Mm -hmm. that right arm. The world's fastest people, it's a rhythm. If you slow it down in slow motion, you'll actually see it. Mm -hmm. The people that don't run as fast, you'll see... It's a little off. It's like the person at the dance. You know, mm-hmm. you're watching a person at a club or something, Up and they're just feet. missing that beat. They're just a <laughs> little bit off. I mean, it's so, you know, running is the same way. It's rhythmic. It's, mm-hmm. it's a certain, and once you get the rhythm down and you're able to keep everything connected, left side to the right side, right side to the left side, it's, it's a lot easier. You're going to, you know, increase your speed.
2: And um, connecting your past to the present, I know uh, it says on... Your, the professional athletes website, you're involved in the Grey Cup with the Toronto Argonauts, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. you also won the Super Bowl. Um, how does that translate to you training the athletes now? Um, well, they, they look at it in terms of, you know, you won before.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the kids, um, like I know some of the other coaches uh, around the city, and it's difficult for them uh, to teach certain things because the kid is say, well, what's your background? you know these kids yeah. are they the attitude i mean is, they're they're just a lot different and when, I'll
1: argue yeah. they want to make sure they want to make sure that whoever is teaching them whoever mm-hmm. they're spending their They want to make sure you have efficient. the credibility the credibility yeah. yeah
0: but at the same time you have some people that played but their demeanor and their style their way of coaching might not convey that yeah. message to the athlete the mm-hmm. way that it should be you know, transmitted. So mm-hmm. it could, you could have both sides. You could have the person that played forever that just can't show you how to line up. And then you got the person that did everything from a book could be the greatest coach ever. Mm-hmm. So it, it could work. But I, I've been blessed where uh, they'll look and they'll know that, you know, I've been on, you know, a couple of championship teams. So it gives me some credibility. And I've always been one, I think I've been gifted enough to be able to communicate with kids. Mm -hmm. You know, I've done that my whole life And so, you know, I think When I'm talking to them, I'm not just Talking in terms of uh, What we're working with that day I'm, I'm thinking about tomorrow, five years from now, my whole thing is, you know, going to school. What are you going to do? You know, one injury could take you out.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so
0: what's your backdrop? What are you going to mm-hmm. do if, if this doesn't work out? Of course, I'm going to be optimistic and say, you know, whatever yeah, you, yeah, you, you have in here that you're passionate about, that's 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 what you want to work on. But yeah. at the same time, you better sit your butt in that classroom and mm-hmm. do what you need to do. So it's, you know, it's a lot of things that come into play when it goes to that. And, yep. um, you know, the, the winning part of it does help. But I, I yeah. have friends that do really well that uh, never won at all. Oh, wow. But they have and a way of communicating with the youth. I
1: must and, say the and you guys can't see, but the championship ring definitely is blinding me in my eye. Oh, it's Super I don't Bowl know Excuse me. You Super said championship, championship ring. Yeah, Super Bowl ring. Super Bowl ring yeah. is definitely <laughs> blinding me. Like I, I would have been able to see Super Bowl, but the, it's just too bright. Oh, okay. You know, I'm just blinded.
0: Well, you better not see the new ones that they're making now <laughs> because they make them twice as big twice now. As big, they look yeah. like brass knuckles.
1: So yeah, this is when they to, were small. Uh, the Leo uh, Gray Speed Training. I'm really happy that you offer this service, and and I want you to go more in depth about what you offer to the community. as it just locally in Las Vegas. Do you travel? Um, is can you do it on a weekly basis? Just for just um, for the parents who trying to get their kids mm-hmm. a and they, they want to contact you. As well. yeah. yeah,
0: I mean my website uh, www. Um, LeoGraySpeedTraining.com. I mean, if you Google me, it comes up. Mm-hmm. But uh, they could pull all that up. I used to travel. I used to go to Arizona. I used to go to different places. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of shut that down when my son was playing tennis in high school because I kind of got tired, you know, just packing yeah. up and going back and forth. I used to go to different universities. I would go to Louisiana at Monroe and mm-hmm. I would do a training program for their whole soccer team, women's oh, nice. soccer team. Uh, I forgot how many colleges it was. But it was fun at first. I've been asked now as of late. I mean, they're trying to develop American football in China and Japan. I've been asked to go to Brazil. I've been asked to go to a lot of other countries. And we're still playing around with it going back and forth, but My energy level is going to have to be a lot different than it is right now because, again, I'm coming back off of a a surgery a year ago where I couldn't fly on a plane for more than an hour. I just got a clearance to be able to fly more than an hour. So I can't jump on one for 15, 20 hours right now. But I'm going to work my way up to that. So it's stuff that I will be doing in different places. But Mm -hmm. the program right now, we get people to come here. Uh I'll have a person fly in for the weekend, and I'll train them. Mm-hmm. They'll fly back to, you know, various states. So I do a lot of that. But m- for the most part, most of my kids are right here. Mm-hmm. I have a waiting list uh, because, again, after going through the whole surgery thing, I put a lot of people on hold. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably doing um, half of what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, not hey, by you, design. Yeah. I'm taking my time to get yeah. back. But uh, I wasn't supposed to be in extreme cold or extreme heat because of the mechanical device. And you could actually feel it. When it was cold a couple of weeks ago yeah. or last week when yeah. it was cold, mm-hmm. we it's had the crazy. snow all all that was fun, Ooh. but I went out one day and I didn't have on three layers. I usually wear three layers of clothes, mm-hmm. and I had on like a layer and a half, and I could feel that metal, you know, device, in your body? yeah, in my stomach, yeah, in, in, in my heart. It's I could freezing feel. though. Yeah, that one piece. Was really cold, and Ooh. they had told me that. So and you I have feel to watch. Yeah, I can feel it. So I have to watch certain things that I do. And you know, again, I'm getting a lot better. I'm running more, and I'm lifting more. I'm doing things. So I'm right there. I'll get there. But it's uh, some of the other countries and stuff. It's uh, yeah, it's one of those things I'd like to you know see what happens with that because I'm getting into the whole rugby thing now. Ooh, you yeah. know, soccer is like one of my favorites. You know, it was football, but, yeah. you know, some of the divas are driving me nuts, the boys. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, <laughs> now rugby is starting to pop up where I'm getting a lot of uh, requests for rugby. So, it's you know, it's a good place yeah. to be. But I try to get some of the people that are out of town, out of the country to come here. Oh, and good. I do a three-day program nice. where we work on speed for three days. It's a mm-hmm. three-day. And then I also have a one-day. So I have options. You know, if they got the person and the person is serious, we could find a way to get it done.
1: So, so yeah, go they, ahead and definitely go on
2: Leo leogracebtraining.com. Dot com.
1: And yep. his schedule fluctuates. If you want two days, three days, he got it for you. And and trust me, if you want to get faster, if you want to be explosive, if you want to shoot out the gate, And Leo if you Gray's want to learn your things
2: to do the right way, like Leo did winning a championship and also being actually on the dean's list, at UNLV, <laughs> mm-hmm. he, um, you know, you got to learn to do things the right way, yeah. and L- Leo Gray has definitely done that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the dean's list was actually when I did a follow-up degree at uh,
0: Cal State LA. Oh, wow. dean's yeah. list. You know, at UNLV, that one was uh, just finishing.
1: Just finished
0: <laughs> Yeah, that one was a little bit different.
1: You are listening to Spitting Silver and Black on the Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network on SB Nation.